What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 222 of Smack Talk, presented by SmarkOutMoment.com. I am your host of the panel, Tony Mango, and it is a stacked show tonight because we've got everybody that can possibly pop up in the middle of the afternoon. We're all energized and shit, especially Sean Walker, since it's not too late for him today. I, I don't know what you're on about. It's my nap time. <laughs> we've got Drew White. Hey, Tony. Mike Payton. Fuck it out! Steven Wago. I thought I already went. You kind of did. And Kaylin Ferris. Here comes the shoe. <laughs> Out of context, it makes no sense. That's what makes it funny. So our main event for this episode is going to be the mailbag questions for February that you guys all sent in. We've got the hot tags coming up in part two, rest hold break in part three, the fantasy league is at the end of the show. But before we get started, I want to fill everyone in on the latest advancement in Smart Out Moment in case you already haven't noticed it on the sidebar of the site or last week's rest hold or any of the other kind of things that we threw out there. We now have a merchandise shop open on Redbubble where you can purchase t-shirts and an assortment of a bunch of other things like mugs and posters and even pillows. Oddly Whoa. Enough. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I hope Pillows. I get a pillow for Christmas. Yeah, I got yeah, a pillow. You know. If, it, if anyone wants to send a Drew Crew t-shirt or a Drew Crew pillow, be sure to do it. <laughs> well, they all have graphics based off of the official Smart Out Moment logos and some inside jokes and some other parodies of pro wrestling stuff out there. Uh, for example, we've got two different versions of Biggie's package. We've got the FedEx and the UPS one. <laughs> so, if you want to say, so if you want to come off like a total asshole in public. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's a Fuck That Guy Club shirt. There's Eat, Sleep, Repeat, Antisocial Outcast, Yeti Station 4, I Don't Get High, I Am High, and so much more. You know and what? I'll... I think I might have to rock one of the Fuck That Guy Club t-shirts. That's my favorite one among there because it looks like the Bullet Club or Balor Club shirts. That's the joke. I, it's great. I know. <laughs> That's the joke. Well, people listening to this wouldn't necessarily know unless they go to the Redbubble. So go to the Redbubble, damn it. You got to go there. That's redbubble.com slash people slash smart out moment is where you'll find all that other kind of stuff. And I'll be adding more designs in the future. If you have any suggestions or ideas you want to toss my way, go ahead and send them and I'll see what I can do when it comes to that. But uh, now that that's out of the way, let's get this party started. Do the first question, or first question, first segment of the night, the wrestling trivia question of the week, otherwise known as the Ask Him. Last week's set of questions were about Fastlane. The question to the panel, what was the other alternative name that WWE almost chose instead of Fastlane, which was Fast Track? Not sure exactly what meeting went down there where we're like, well, we did testing and fast tracks, not as good as fast lane or whatever. Who gives a shit? Pay-per-view still is weird anyway. Question to the audience, though. Name the four pay-per-view events WWE has held in February in the past. So I want to point out somebody who actually got this right, but technically didn't do the same things that I had originally put down. And uh, kind of like... Fuck you for being able to pull this off. <laughs> Although I give you credit for it. Raw Watcher says, well, my answer is Elimination Chamber 2011, 2012, 2013, and 2014 because they all happened in February. God damn it. I didn't think about that. You pulled basically a Tony answer, which is amazing. So credit to uh, Raw Watcher for being able to pull that out. The uh, different things that I had written down though beforehand were Fastlane, Elimination Chamber, No Way Out, and In Your House. We had a couple different versions of those, uh, and the In Your Houses, for instance, were St. Valentine's Day Massacre, No Way Out of Texas, which was the first No Way Out, In Your House 13, Final Four, and In Your House 6. So let's break down who said what here. 
Bobby Lesnar G86 says, No way out. St. Valentine's Day Massacre, Elimination Chamber, raise, raise in a Cage. Don't even think that's a real thing. No, Rage in a Cage. It yeah, was uh, in your house pay per view. He also says, Fuck Tony Mango, Drew White for lead host, the smart out moment. Put me on the show. You are the worst. Wow. <laughs> yeah, the lead host. Hey, Tony. I'm the host. You gotta, we gotta restart this whole thing. I don't trust somebody who puts Rays in a Cage. So you lost all your credibility, Bobby Lesnar G. Uh, Christopher Marin says, In your house, no way out. Elimination Chamber, Fast Lane. He gets that correct as well. Durkamania says, While I know about Fast Lane, Elimination Chamber, and No Way Out, I think In Your House was never the same month, so I hope it was in February, because that's my other guess. Yes, you got that correct as well. Declan Macquarie gets these correct, although he doesn't get In Your House, he gets maybe One Night Stand. Uh, Peter Piccinini says, No Way Out, Fast Lane, Elimination Chamber, St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Where's Sean? He said he'd be on, uh, be here on Twitter for last week. Where were you, Sean? He just went to take a piss. <laughs> <laughs> he he leaves in the middle the of that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, David Brown says, St. Valentine's Day Massacre, No Way Out, Fast Lane, and In Your House, 13, I think. Got a little bit there correct, a little bit wrong. And Mark Swaby says all the correct answers, and he says, you might be able to count Royal Rumble 2010. It aired in the U.S. on the 31st of January, but it was February 1st in many parts of the world. Another person getting a Tony answer for that. That's pretty cool. He says, also, if what they tell us about quantum physics is right, when everything that can happen will happen, so every pay-per-view must happen at every time. <laughs> so they all happened in February, or none of them happened. I do rec- kind of recall it's a bit hazy watching a pay-per-view in February, so I'm going to go with all of them. So Mark Wait, that smart watcher. Yeah, pulling out some smart-ass answers. Jeez. I like it. Uh, now that Sean's back, Sean, where were you last week? Or not. All right. Jesus Christ, kid. <laughs> Sleeping. <laughs> so there you go. I, 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 can, I, can, I can only apologize. You know, if you guys do it at a reasonable time like you are today, I can do it. But, you know, at 3 o'clock. We're doing it at a reasonable at time, and you just disappeared the one time you were asked of anything. <laughs> I need a pee, so, you know, it's not my bad. Well, it is my bad. I got Was bad there a bad. whole time before we started the show? <laughs> there was, but I didn't. Or aren't we gonna like I, finish this segment in like I, two minutes? I didn't drink two liters of water before the show started. <laughs> All right, let's go to this week's set of questions, and they're Shane McMahon related because obviously Shane McMahon's back, so that's something interesting going on in the world of pro wrestling right now. Question to the panel: Who did Shane McMahon face in his most recent match in WWE? Was God, it, DX. It God, it wasn't DX. Was it Shawn Michaels? Nope. Was it John Cena? Nope. The Randy it... Orton. Randy Orton. Yep. On the May 4th, 2009 edition of Monday Night Raw. It was a no contest. So it was kind of interesting that we were talking about possibly a no contest for WrestleMania. Randy Orton and Shane McMahon no contest. Question to the audience now. Who was Shane McMahon's first opponent in a WWE match? Think you know the answer, or you want to take a guess, or any other information that you want to know? Send a tweet at SmartOutMoment with the hashtag AskHim, or leave a comment below on YouTube or on SmartOutMoment.com, and next week we'll tell you the answer and anything else that we need to tell you, and we're going to continue on in part two with the hot tags of the week. So if you're on iTunes and Stitcher, sit back and relax, and we'll be back after that. And if you're on YouTube, just click on part two, and we'll see you with the hot tags. Welcome back, everybody, to part two of episode 222. So many twos here. (laughs) We're on the hot tags of the week, so let's start breaking down some different news, rumors, stories, or anything else we'd want to talk about from the world of pro wrestling. And the first thing, let's talk about something positive. 
Joey Ryan proposed to his girlfriend, Laura James, during a match at Finest City Wrestling. And uh, I thought it was kind of cool. Just something, you know, on the optimistic side of things for us to talk about real quick. We usually talk about, like, deaths and injuries and shit. But, hey, somebody get uh, a whole proposal thing in the middle of a match. And the funniest part about the whole thing, I thought, was he rolls her up for a win <laughs> afterward, which is just kind of like, oh, I got to win a match, you know. But what do you guys think about this? Cool way to propose in his... I liked their banter at the end of it, uh, where, he's, where she's like, I'll split the win money with you. And he's like, well, I guess you did it on the ring. <laughs> Yeah, I liked it. Had it not ended in him rolling her up like that, I wouldn't have liked it as much. But the fact that they ended it that way, I thought, made it even better. It's a little awkward, considering Joey Ryan's character he's running right now, where he's like a real sleazy dirtbag. I would not really see him settling down with a woman. Hmm. Well, maybe but... she grabbed his junk, and she was the only one that was like impervious to whatever the attacks would be. Oh, that, that, see, that would have been a good way to go about it. But his reasoning was behind this is that they're always so busy being on the road and they, they barely get good time together and they have no way really to you know surprise each other. This was the best way for him to do it. And that's it's, it's a whole cute story. When, mm-hmm. when you separate it from the story of what's going on in the wrestling world and just look at it as people doing this, it's adorable. Now, uh, Joey Ryan has a big future coming up. He just got signed to Lucha Underground, so he's going to be on TV. He's He's got his new wife coming. Good for Joey Ryan. Everything's coming up, Joey. Thank God this wasn't in WWE because everyone would complain that the match ended with a small package. You know who's complaining right now? The The guy who proposed. Jim Cornette. (laughs) Jim Cornette is fucking writhing backwards and forwards, calling it the worst abomination since Lucha Underground. Is he actually? (laughs) Like... Is he actually probably, no, that? probably not, but he probably will. Be. Oh, because I was like, well, if he's actually tweeting something out about like this well, here's the thing, when he was bi- or something. When like... he was bitching about Lucha, Lucha Underground recently, he's like, fucking Lucha Underground, the same type of people like that as the same people that like the dick wrestler. He's referring <laughs> to Joey Ryan. So, he, he really doesn't like Joey Ryan. You know who's not complaining about the small package? Joey's His... wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. I feel sorry for the guy who proposed in the empty ring the other day, the other month. Oh, the... oh yeah, WWE completely blew that. <laughs> they did this whole video special with this guy proposing to his girlfriend. They just blow it like before anybody else gets to the arena. Meanwhile, you had that guy on Raw a couple of months ago who just proposed to his girlfriend in the middle of John Cena's match. Wait, what? And happened? he even like stops the match and points it out to them. You don't remember that? What was it on Royal Rumble or TLC? Uh... Where they had one of the Usos bring some guy to K Jewelers to get a ring, and then he proposes to his girlfriend in the ring before the event even starts. Like they show a video <laughs> of the empty arena, and he's proposing to her. Oh, I don't remember this, but it sounds kind of ridiculous. It's like well, yeah, all the these people are not terrible, here so. to cheer us on. Yeah, like, they could have done that on the pre-show when there's all the people there, and they could have gotten like a big raucous yes chant with it. Yeah, because it's like the pre-show sucks anyway. Why not do that? People would be interested. Take five minutes out to do it. Instead of shutting in, uh, like, another Byron Saxton, what do you think is going to happen in this match? Well, I think that uh, the opposite of what the other three people have said is going to happen. So, you know, something interesting. Laura James, Jerry Ryan getting proposed, uh, or getting proposed, uh, doing the whole engagement thing. I thought it was something interesting to talk about before we get into, like, the actual, like, let's dig deep into pro wrestling shit. Um, So let's get into Hall of Fame. Uh, Godfather is going to be inducted into the 2016 class of the WWE Hall of Fame. And uh, we think that right now the people that are going to induct him are actually Ron Simmons and JBL, which I was a little bit surprised about that to an extent. Ron Simmons makes a little sense to me because the whole nation of domination and whatnot. 
JBL I didn't quite get. But either way, Godfather's a cool character. I think he's justified to be in the Hall of Fame. Anybody have any gripes about it? I, I think it's a bit more of a, a real-life pairing. Like, JBL actually mentioned this when they were talking on commentary about it, that they the three of them were basically road buddies. Oh, there was three okay. of them in a car yeah. that traveled all around the country. So they, they have a tight personal bond. So that's why it was both of them and not just one of them. I, he probably, like, JBL was brought in kind of like he and Ron Simmons are close, and uh, Charles Wright and Ron Simmons are probably close. So it was sort of like, well, all three of us could all just be buddies, and that's kind of cool. I like that then. It'll be kind of weird, though, hearing JBL and Duck Godfather, <laughs> you know? There's, like, the clash of their characters is uh, a little bit weird. From what I understand, Charles Wright is actually, like, a very pinned-down dude. Hmm. Like, very religious, probably was a Boy Scout, very gentle and kind. So, if anything, he clashes with the uh, the Godfather character. Who just leveled up, by the way? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know what that was. Someone leveled up. That's what it is. They hit the devil level. <laughs> They're on 78. <laughs> <laughs> well, any other thoughts you guys have on Godfather going into Hall of Fame? I think it's cool. I've Good always enjoyed Yeah, Really, it's someone who I never actually thought would be in the Hall of Fame. But and I definitely never thought he would be the second person they introduced after Sting. So it's a little bit weird in that sense. But I've always enjoyed the Godfather. Whenever he comes out for the Rumble, it's it's always funny to watch him walk down with the hoe train that they don't. I don't think they actually refer to him as the hoe train anymore. So good for him. You guys think that they're going to reference Papa Shango, or are they going to act like that didn't exist? For oh, our amusement, it. for our amusement, they better. Yeah, they're going to make a passing joke about it. You know, like JBL or Simmons is going to make a passing joke about it. Because I figured Kama Mustafa and the Supreme Fighting Machine Kama. You know, they'll bring that out because it's easy to transition and be like, yeah, Kama turned into Kama Mustafa, who turned into the Godfather. But it's a lot different when you start going, and he originally was this voodoo priest dude. So I wouldn't be surprised if they keep that out of the video package. Maybe we Barrett comes out and says something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's move on then. Uh, Edge and Christian's show that totally reeks of awesomeness made its debut after Fastlane. So I wanted to get your opinions on these uh, on this show because I hated it, and I, I want to see if I'm the only person who hated it. <laughs> I watched like the first five minutes of it after the pay per view went off the air, and I just couldn't keep watching it. It was, I don't know, not my cup of tea. Maybe I'll try it again later, but I did not like what I saw so far. Anybody else watch it? I think I caught a bit of it with the dude. From the WCW era, where the you know the glitter stormtrooper helmet, yeah, Shockmaster look. I caught that bit, and I thought, "The fuck? Why am I sat here wasting my time? I could be decorating a bedroom." So I went and painted a bedroom. I watched five minutes, and that was all I could really deal with. I thought it was just trash. I was waiting for you guys to tell me if I should watch it or not. So now I should not watch it. <laughs> hey, you guys are such sticks in the mud. You Did fucking you love Edge and Christian for years, and then they finally get their own show, and you're just like, this sucks. Yeah, it's well, nothing different than what they've always done. This is the same Edge and Christian humor they've always had. Yes, nothing but there's a difference between seeing a, a joke go on for a couple minutes and seeing it go uh -huh. on for a half hour. See, exactly. Edge and Christian are fine in small doses, but the reason I, I love Quagmire in Family Guy, if they made a whole show about Quagmire, I'd probably get tired of it. Yeah, look at Cleveland. And that's why they have all the other people on the show as well. 
How cool was it seeing Vince McMahon in a comedy sketch like that? It would have been cooler if it would have been stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) It was funny. The whole quip on Christian. That part was funny. I'll admit that. I did like that line. Yeah, that was. It doesn't make up for the rest of the show. Yeah, there was like there was a couple times where I kind of smiled a little bit, maybe like got a little chuckle, but I mean, I don't like the type of humor of like I don't think it's funny if like somebody's dressed up like a baby. So to have like a midget dressed up as a baby or whatever is just kind of like okay, well this is the basest uh, bottom of the barrel type of laughter that you can get out of anybody, and it doesn't even get a smile out of me. So What's the midget Dylan, him just bouncing up and down, oh. just like oh, isn't that funny? Because wouldn't it be funny if we had that? I think like, I would have uh, appreciated this a lot more if I were like twelve or thirteen, but maybe you know, it kind of gave me a vibe of the Tom Green show, and I never liked that. <laughs> Who the fuck is Tom Green? He's a comedian that is very, like, wouldn't it be funny if I said, like, poopy in my bunghole type of shit? <laughs> and it's like, no, it isn't. Like, the the slap me, uh, spank a donkey and call me Bertha or whatever I think he says in the, the trailers for this, and it's just like, that's not funny. That's not funny at all, Edge. But they had some ideas where it was like, man, this could be funny. Like, they had a little segment on this called EC Dubs, and it was them dubbing over footage of old ECW. And I was like, oh, man, that's a great title for it, and it could end up being really good, and it ended up just kind of being a bad version of the uh, bad lip reading or bad lip... What, what's it on YouTube? I think it's bad lip reading, right? I don't yep. know. Uh, but that was just, like, another thing where it was like, damn, that could have been good. And they had a, a little game that they played in it, where they would show a person and you'd had to say what their character was. And it was like, Edge was on there, but the answer wasn't Edge. It was Sexton Hardcastle and whatever. And it was like, that could be kind of funny or whatever. So there's some potential to it. But I watched the entire thing and I was just like, no, you know what? I don't think I need to watch this. I would be better off watching Ride Along. So I don't know. If you guys like it or you didn't like it, leave a comment below or something like that. Tell us what you think. But we're going to continue on with the hot tags here. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the confusion that's been happening with Ticketmaster and WWE's plans for different events coming up in the future, because we had Extreme Rules and Payback have changed. Extreme Rules was set for April 24th, and Payback was May 22nd at the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. They changed it now where Extreme Rules is on May 22nd in the same center, and Payback was just taken off. Now... Payback is going to be May 1st, but they haven't said exactly what the arena is going to be or anything like that. And no event is on April 24th. So I'm curious about that, but I also want to throw another thing out there and group this in together to get your opinions about both these topics. There was another typo where people went nuts over it. They thought this was this big storyline that got spoiled or whatever. It was uh, some arena had said it to where Instead of saying WWE Monday Night Prudential Raw, Center. it's important what the arena is because that's what it's tied to. Which center was it? Prudential Center. <clears throat> For the the other one that I was talking about, the Monday Night Raw thing. Uh, I thought you were talking about the payback thing. No, 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 that's a different thing. This was a different center. How many fuck ups did they make? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. This is a different thing. Decided instead of labeling it WWE Monday Night Raw, they labeled it Monday Night Raw versus WWE. <laughs> And people started what? speculating and going nuts that it was going to be, well, Shane must own uh, Monday Night Raw and Vince is doing WWE against it and whatever like that. And then all they did was go, 
nuts typo and switch it over and now everybody's getting like oh well fuck you there could have been a great story and it's like <laughs> it wouldn't have been a story there was a typo you idiot like so we have a typo that makes people think a storyline exists that doesn't exist and then we got to switch over between payback and extreme rules what do you guys think about this i'm going to go person to person here instead of just make it a free range Peyton, uh since you mentioned prudential center is a big thing when it comes to this what are your opinions about these topics it's it's marketing as far as the whole thing with the Prudential Center went. I mean, they're, they're going to take care of what they need to do to make ticket sales without lying. The Prudential Center is called The Rock. Now, I don't commonly call it by that because I'm not as local to the Prudential Center as the people who are there. But if you go down to the New York City area, more people would be familiar that they call that The Rock. And as I've asked around more, people knew exactly what I was talking about. And I think the problem is that me being the wrestling-minded person I am, if I hear someone say The Rock, I mean, you could be talking about the movie with Sean Connery, right? and I'm thinking Dwayne Johnson. You could talk about The Stone somewhere. <laughs> Just like, look at that rock. That was totally intentional, though, right? When they said The Rock will be yes. hosting it. So I was just saying, it's marketing. It's yeah, fun. that's ridiculous. So it's the, the Rock. Fans. The Rock is going to host Payback on the same day that The Rock is not going to be at Extreme Rules. <laughs> <laughs> this just makes my head hurt too much. It's so weird. But our, the first thing I guess we can kind of bring up is: Do you guys think it's a good idea to switch it to where Payback is following WrestleMania? Kind of makes sense. And yes. Extreme Rules comes afterward. I think so. I think it made more sense. Well, they used to do Backlash after WrestleMania, mm. and that made sense because it was the Backlash after WrestleMania. Now we were doing Payback. You know, Sam has that back thing. Payback-lash. payback uh, so, lash. So after I, that, the Ryback will be after WrestleMania. We'll be yeah. fine with that. Yes. I think that was a Did You Know like two years ago. <laughs> there, was, uh, there was some, I think, Kayfabe News article or something about Ryback demands back pay for Payback pay-per-view <laughs> or something. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds right. But no, I think it makes more sense as far as the titles go i mean i'm okay with that and it also it gets a little bit more flexibility because when you've got wwe doing wrestlemania and then a couple weeks later you've got extreme rules a lot of the matches at wrestlemania might be the first time that they're meeting and you want to just go right straight into the gimmick match no you want to build up a little bit more to it so a payback you do the rematches and maybe since uh payback is going to be on may 1st and they haven't set the arena and all that yet Maybe that's going to be more of another WWE Network special instead of a pay-per-view. So it's a little bit of a downgrade, but maybe they can use that to not kill off all the WrestleMania feuds, where by the time Extreme Rules comes, holy shit, we've seen this a bunch of different times. No thoughts, anybody? You said you were going person to person. (laughs) I, I kind of just threw that one out there. Sorry about that. Uh, well, then, Wego, uh, what do you think about these? Kind of thinking about it. Why would people want Shane McMahon to come back and lead an army against the WWE? Didn't that happen once and you all hated it? <laughs> Just saying. And why is it wrong against it. WWE? I liked it, too. I didn't think so it was I. as bad. I think people just got butthurt because it didn't have the same star power they wanted. But as a feud, it was very, very good. Um, but most people hated it, so I don't know why people are clamoring for it now. Drew, what do you think about these topics? Eh, it would be kind of cool to see something along those lines. It's already been done before, but really, I have no complaints. It's just, if it wasn't a typo, because, you know, if it wasn't a typo, they would say it's a typo for the sake of covering up their original plans. But 
it's still an interesting thing going forward if that's actually what the plans are for a few months down the road. Any thoughts on the payback Extreme Rules stuff? Well, see, it's not Ryback, so I really don't care as much, but <laughs> I, I like it, I guess. Payback. I, I, don't, I really don't want Extreme Rules. I feel like they should come up with a new name because Extreme Rules is really no different than TLC because they really have all the same matches for the most part. And speaking of, what's the point of having a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view if you're going to have Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania? Yeah, see, that's (laughs) that's another thing. That's what I don't understand. And you just had Undertaker in a Hell in a Cell match a few months prior, so I don't know. I'm I'm fine with everything, but really, Extreme Rules needs to go. And that's about it. Wasn't everyone complaining that Payback was a terrible name a few years ago? No. Yep. It makes sense, but it's still kind of, it's a little bland. I just felt like at some point people, not us, but just the internet complaining about it, but oh well. well people I like complain it. no matter what they name it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guarantee you in a couple of weeks people are going to complain that Shane's back because that's just going to be the cool thing to do at that point. So oh, no, I've, I've already, already heard people, people complaining. Oh yeah, people are like raging mm-hmm. over the fact that that's the Undertaker's Old. opponent. Yeah, old guy taking up a spot for a young guy that could be wrestling <laughs> The Undertaker. Well, no one else is built for that, though. I'm fine with Shane. Tell you what, if you want a young guy in that spot, then show me a young guy that can draw money. And doesn't get hurt. That's fucking yeah, Shane, true. Shane yeah. Kevin Owens, but that's it. Well, no, Kevin Owens got hurt last year. You can't say that. He didn't get hurt, did he? Yeah, he had a, a knee surgery at one point. It was very minor, but it was still a surgery. Are you sure? I think you made that up. No, I'm no I think he did get positive. hurt. It was uh, he was champion, and it was in between tapings though, so it didn't mess up. Kind I know he got hurt once because CJ Parker came for a fucking punch. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I thought that was well, a kick. That, that happened. No, but no, Jew is right. That happened, but it was luckily that it happened after they fit, kind of like with Finn Balor, where it happened yeah. right after they did a bunch of NXT tapings. Uh, so he had I like th- three weeks off. I think this was before he made his main roster debut, so he was probably okay with just that. Oh, okay. Uh, well, Sean, what do you think about the Monday Night Raw versus WWE that we're not getting and the uh, pay-per-view switches? Uh, the pay-per-view switches, I think, are a good idea because I ex- I hate Extreme Rules. I hate all the gimmick pe- uh, pay-per-views anyways, but Extreme Rules really takes the cake for me. I just fucking hate it. And, uh, and the WWE versus Raw thing, I make typos all the time. <laughs> this is... We know. So... Yeah. yeah, but it's not your job to post things on the website. Yeah, no, but, but but it is my job to to do Premiere Pals, which is over on my YouTube. Oh, uh, your job now? <laughs> I, I, I could paid. I got paid, 25 cents. Yeah. Suck it, nude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lynn, uh, you talked a little bit about it, but just to round it out, what do you think? Anything else you want to throw in when it comes to these? I mean, anytime there's any kind of little typo or anything out of the ordinary that people are expecting the, the speculation runs rampant so the whole raw versus wwe i think that was blown way out of proportion i'm not expecting that if it does happen though i mean it's interesting we'll see where it goes people will be like i called it i called it <laughs> i mean it wouldn't be the first time that they've spoiled things you know upcoming storylines by accidentally promoting you know people and matches that are coming up mm-hmm. so i don't know we'll just see where it goes the pay-per-views, any thoughts about that? Uh, I agree that Extreme Rules probably should be kind of written out. It's, I don't know, it's kind of lost its luster. And, you know, I feel the same way about TLC. I like the matches when they happen, you know, semi-spontaneously. But when it's forced, I don't like it as much. 
And like I mentioned before about the payback coming after WrestleMania, that makes more sense to me. I still maintain if Extreme Rules would go, TLC has to go at a time, and so does Hell in a Cell and Night of Champions. Because Extreme Rules to me makes a lot more sense than TLC. Especially because TLC is just... Extreme Rules at least sounds like it could be a name and it's not just a match. Mm-hmm. And it's a label they also do the match, whereas Hell in a Cell and TLC are very obviously matches. Right. So do you guys feel the same way about Survivor Series? That Survivor Series it makes sense the way that it is. Again, it's it's another name that can sound like a pay-per-view outside of being just a match. I also don't really think they're Survivor Series matches as much as they are just tear, like big tear tag team matches. I mean, at the end of the day, they still call it a six-man tag. Or a eight-man tag or a ten-man tag, so... They just call it the Survivor Series because there used to be a series of them. Well, if you're going to be a fucking lame-ass about it, then you could just say, yeah, well, War Games is just a cage match. <laughs> it is just a fucking cage match, and it's an <laughs> overrated idea. But then with Extreme Rules, like Payton's saying, you can say this gimmick is Extreme Rules. All of them have some kind of an Extreme Rule. Or like the Royal Rumble, it's like, well, that's like a generic like WrestleMania type of kind of name. But when you do TLC, it's like, the hell's TLC? Like the channel? We're tender, loving care. No, no, it means tables, sliders, and chairs. Okay, well, what do you have? Like a stupid ass chairs match? Oh yeah, but well, once we had a stairs match one time, and uh, what are the rules <laughs> of a TLC match? Well, it's the same as a ladder match, but we can use the other stuff. Can't you use that in a ladder match? Yeah, but this time we book it to them using it. <laughs> it's just a ridiculous pay per view. Uh, and like Hell in a Cell, if we're doing Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania this year, we don't need Hell in a Cell as a pay-per-view. And if you really, really want to do Hell in a Cell later on in the year, you can do it. But don't make it like multiple Hell in a Cell matches or anything like that. Just wait until you get to a point where somebody needs the Hell in a Cell. Well, to be fair, they've done a really good job about booking around that Hell in a Cell pay-per-view the last couple of years. Past like two, three years. Before that, when it was like 2009 or so, and it was just kind of like... I guess these two are few. Yeah, let's have, so. have Sheamus and fucking Big Show or whoever. I think we we'll go Sheamus, Sheamus Del Big, Rio. I think there was Mark Henry and Randy Orton. I know we've oh. had. Uh, what else was there? There was did CM Punk versus Ryback two years in Twice. a row. Don't, yeah. don't forget that. <laughs> yeah, it's just ugh. So yeah, if you get to a point where later on, maybe like I was just throwing a random idea out there. Maybe either Roman Reigns or Dean Ambrose is heel towards the end of the year and they've been feuding with each other. Those two can have a Hell in a Cell match. But you can put it on Survivor Series or you can put it on Night of Champions or something like that. You know what I mean? You don't need the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. And if you do, okay. If you don't, no big deal. I'm a very I'm a big advocate that if they want to make Survivor Series have a gimmick now, make sure make it the Elimination Chamber. It's perfect for the Survivor Series. It's all about surviving. Hmm. Possibly. Uh, last hot tag for us for this episode. The Bullet Club has had a lot of different speculation about what they're going to be called in WWE because they might not necessarily be able to use the Bullet Club name. I would assume that they wouldn't be able to because they probably wouldn't have the rights to it. A lot of people thought it was just going to be the Balor Club because he started it like that and they've done the whole Balor Club thing already. Now the speculation, though, is that they're going to be called Bulletproof. So what do you guys think about this? Is the stable name Bulletproof something good? Is it a decent alternative, or should they scrap that and think of something else? Leave it up to everybody to just tag in. Originality never hurts. That's really all I can say about that. Yeah. So are you saying that Bulletproof lacks originality or does have originality? 
No, it lacks it. The, I mean, the whole idea that you're just trying to do Bullet Club in WWE lacks yeah. originality. I agree. Yeah, it seems kind of lame that they're just twisting it enough to be able to legally use the name, but they're still trying to cash in on that. So I don't know. I'm, I'll am i have to wait and see what's, what they're going to do with it. But right now, it sounds kind of lame. I'm not too opposed to it. I mean, I could probably have like some better options out there, but if they came in uh, with Anderson and Gallows, if they came in as like, well, we call ourselves Bulletproof and it wasn't the big stable name, I'd be cool with that. Instead of just calling them Anderson and Gallows. I hate when they do that with tag teams. Give them a tag name, you know? Let them have gear that looks like it's got little bullet holes in it or something, you know? I'd be all right with that. Any other pro or con opinions? It's fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with Wigo. Any particular reasons? Just don't like it? it, I just don't like the name Bulletproof. Really lazy. Sounds like a shitty, like, pop boy band. It reminds me of that song by LaRue. Yeah, Bulletproof. As long as that's their theme, I'm okay with it. (laughs) Yeah, if it's their theme, yeah, I'll I'll be down for (laughs) that, yeah. All right, guys. Well, those are the hot tags for episode 222. Make sure you leave your comments below. Tell us what you think about all these topics. And if there's anything else that we forgot about, toss that in the comments as well, and we'll try to chime in with our opinions. But we need to take a break right now with the rest hold in part three. Afterward, in part four, we're going to come back with the mailbag questions for February. Welcome to the rest hold, the commercial break section of the show that takes care of all the things I need to promote for this week and fills you in on some other things as well. As far as the outside interference articles go, I wrote some articles about Fastlane on Bleacher Report and eWrestling News, and you can check them out on those profiles on those websites as well as the homepage of smartoutmoment.com underneath the section that says outside interference. That takes us into Smark My Words, my favorite comment of the week that you guys sent in in some way. And this week, the winner is Guest5 for his comment, For fuck's sake, I got injured just listening to all these cunts getting injured. That made me laugh, so thanks, Guest5, for sending that in, and all the other people for participating in the conversations on all the different platforms we have for you guys to smark out with us as well, including our Facebook group, The Mega Maniacs. That's the spot where we goof off throughout the week, so we invite you guys to join in and take part in the fun by joining us at facebook.com slash group slash The Mega Maniacs. If you're going to a wrestling event and want to show your support for the website, then as part of the Sign Me Up initiative, just take a picture of yourself holding up a Smark Out Moment sign at that show, and I'll give you a shout-out on the website and on the next episode of Smack Talk. And if you want to help support us through your wallet, there are a couple different ways that you can send us your spare change. We have a Patreon rewards account. Our YouTube channel is eligible for fan funding. Or you can cut out the middleman and just hit up that PayPal donation button at the bottom of SmarkOutMoment.com. We also have a merchandise shop where you can pick up some t-shirts that have our official logos as well as our inside jokes and some other parodies of the wrestling business. Just added a Total Bullshit parody of the Total Divas logo. So if you want to browse the catalog over at redbubble.com slash people slash moment and pick up anything that you're interested in. Or if you have any ideas for future designs that you'd like to see, send them my way and I'll try to put something together for you. And if you can't afford to spread the wealth, we totally understand that. But don't forget about the other non-monetary ways that you can help us out. Give a thumbs up to all of our videos on YouTube. Spread the word by sharing the channel and the website articles on social media. Retweet us on Twitter. Like our Facebook posts. 
leave positive reviews on iTunes, drop some links on message boards, and so on and so forth. And that applies to the websites that aren't Smart Out Moment as well, because they're all tied in together. So make sure to do the same for sites like fanboysanonymous.com. That's the sister website and the blue brand that deals with the entertainment industry and geek culture subjects like movies, comic books, video games, and whatnot. So if you're interested in those nerdy topics, follow Fanboys Anonymous on Facebook and Twitter, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.com slash Fanboys Anonymous, check out the articles on the website, and geek out with us. And keep your eyes peeled and your ears open for any future episodes of the All Talk Show, the podcast where anything goes and everything is open for discussion. We never know exactly when we're going to do an episode, but we always let you know in advance on our Facebook and Twitter accounts. So follow us all over social media at All Talk Show and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. And lastly, if you are interested in joining the Markout Moment team as a writer, an editor, or something else, send in your application using the contact form of the website and I'll get back to you with more information as soon as I can. And that'll do us in for this episode's rest hold. Thank you all for listening, everybody. We need to get into our main event, the mailbag questions that you guys sent in. So click on that on YouTube, and we'll see you in part four. Welcome back from the rest hold, everyone. It's time for us to start getting into the mailbag questions you submitted for February. A lot of different questions. Actually, this is going to be the first edition where we don't answer all of the mailbag questions that were sent in. Thankfully, we're getting a lot from different people. So what I did was I decided to pick through some of the best questions that we had and backlog a couple other ones in case we want to get to them in the future. And some of them we actually aren't going to answer because we don't really want to answer them. And we're going to combine some and all that other kind of stuff. So... Uh, first off, thank you to all the people who sent in all the questions, and we're going to go person to person here uh, from the people who had sent it in. We got three questions from Suros Ice Cream to start us off. He says, hey guys, first off, I'd like to say love the content as usual. Thank you, Suros. He says, anyway, I got another three questions. First off, if you could be could have been at any past WWE event in the ringside front row, which event would it be? I thought of two answers for myself. One was... I got to imagine Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 3 probably was fucking nuts to be in the first row for. But if I go with something that I just really, really enjoyed, and it wasn't necessarily like one of the biggest moments ever or whatever, Undertaker versus Edge from WrestleMania 24. That's actually one of my favorite things that I've watched in wrestling, and that was when I was starting to get back into it, and that ended up just being like, God damn, this is awesome, so... Uh, watching Charles Robinson run down the ring would have been kind of cool. Run down the ramp, not the run down the ring. But uh, let's go person to person here on the panel and give our answer to this one. Front row, ringside at any event, what would it be? Kalen, I'm going to start off with you. And when I read this, I was split between a couple. First, I was thinking my my favorite WrestleMania, which is WrestleMania X7, where the headline uh, when Stone Cold uh, defeated The Rock. But I'm going to have to go with WrestleMania 30 with Daniel Bryan finally reaching that top of the mountain. And we also had the breaking of Undertaker's streak. That would have been amazing to be there in person with all those thousands and thousands of people when that monumental event happened. So I'm going to have to go with WrestleMania 30. Sean? Uh, Mine is also a WrestleMania, but mine was last year's WrestleMania 31, just to see my guy cash in and win the WWE title. We miss you, Seth. Get well soon. Drew? Uh, for mine, I had a couple I was thinking of. One of them would be WrestleMania 30 as well. As Kalen said, uh, 
also 28 just for the first rock and cena match because that was still that would have been a hell of a moment to be there to be able to see and then for my third option and that's the one i was i'm going to go with is actually money in the bank 2011 just the whole cm punk thing that crowd was crazy and it probably wouldn't have been a hell of a show to be at because there was a lot of good things that happened at that show as well payton well, you guys are going for big time WrestleManias. I'm going to switch things up a little bit here and go with something that I think is even bigger than a WrestleMania. I'm going back April 1st, 1999. It's the heat of the Monday Night War. In fact, this night is very significant as it's often referred to as the turning point of the Monday Night Raw. In the main event was WWF champion The Rock against Mankind for the WWF title. Tony Schiavone over on WCW even snickered, yeah, that'll put butts in seats, which ended up completely turning viewers over to WWF because they had to see what was going on. Now, if you watch this match, it is one of the most electric things you could watch. Very recently, Stone Cold himself even went and did a complete match review on his podcast talking about how intense the feeling of being in this crowd was. If you go back and watch, there's points during this match where the crowd goes so insane, the camera shakes. And it's not just the camera shaking, it's the whole arena is shaking from how nuts this crowd is going during this whole match. Especially when the glass shatters, Stone Cold comes down, you got DX interfering, Vince McMahon interfering. Everybody you can want to see there is there. And the crowd is just bonkers. So if I could have been a part of any crowd right up there in the action, that's a moment I would have wanted to been a part of. Wago? Uh, there we go. All right, so WrestleMania 17 was mentioned, and that was on my list, and so was uh, the whole CM Punk versus uh, Cena thing at Night of Champions. But if I could be there for one moment, it would be Triple H's return from his quadricep tear the first time, because Jesus Christ, that's one of the loudest pops I've ever heard. And even more, I'd love to be on the rampway where I could have spread marbles out throughout the entire <laughs> ramp and watched him keel on his fucking ass and ruin the moment for me. <laughs> nah, but you know what? He was worried that he wasn't going to get any reaction. Yeah, that's funny, man. It, like, That's easily one of the biggest pops. Uh, I'd put it up there. I guess a couple of Austin ones would be bigger. What is probably the biggest pop ever? Austin's made a couple of returns from injuries which people have gone crazy for. Triple H's return, Daniel Bryan winning the title, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. That one when Mankind won the title was pretty fucking loud. I was about to say, man, I I think the one I just mentioned is very likely up there. Quite possibly the top. All cool moments. Uh, Question number two from Soros. He says, we've seen multiple people take on the same gimmick like Sin Cara, so who is a character you'd like to see brought back with a new wrestler? Kazarni is my choice. I think that that could have been another Doink the Clown, where it could have been fun, and it could have been creepy at the same time, and if a different person would have had that gimmick, it definitely could have worked. Could have been like another Undertaker, kind of, maybe. But, they gave it to a dude who sucked, and wrestled like two matches, and then they fired him. So, that's a shame. I'm gonna go in reverse, somewhat, here, because I kind of don't remember what the pattern was, but way go person who could take on the same gimmick as somebody else what do you think well my answer for this was i'd never want to see this happen i hate it when they try and rehash a gimmick or try and redo it it never works sinkar is pretty much evidence of that um can we get a new roman reigns maybe one that's over (laughs) (laughs) 
Fair enough. If you think that there shouldn't be any, that's another option. Uh, Hayden, what do you think? I think we really need another Stone Cold, and I think the perfect man for the job is Chris Jericho. <laughs> he does kind of resemble him quite a bit with that podcast and everything. Is that a real answer? Or is that just <laughs> I, I'm pretty much on the board, Wago. Why redo? I mean, you could take influence from something. You know, you could take like uh, Bray Wyatt, who you see shades of uh, Waylon Mercy and The Undertaker and Papa Shango all mixed together. That's fine. But to straight do something that's just a complete copy or even worse, be the same thing. Like the only place where I find this kind of acceptable is in Lucha, where the, it, you kind of understand what's going on here. And it's almost like even usually tied to bloodlines. Like, yeah, normally like Junior thing. and stuff. Pasca mask down because of a legacy. I mean, there's been like, what, six tiger masks? So that I get. But, but then there's probably been more than six of the masks. Take a look at Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase. Like Cody escaped it, but a lot of guys get tainted by a gimmick. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Sean, any characters you'd like to see come back? No. Drew, anything that you would like to see? Um, You know what Roman Reigns should do? He should get beaten up really bad, go off camera, and then when he goes out to face uh, Triple H at WrestleMania, he should come out with John Cena's music, wearing the John Cena shirt, the shorts, the shoes, the hats. He's the new John Cena. So we'll go with that. <laughs> Anyone who says otherwise, that's amazing. If they did that and anyone booed that, I would kill that person because that sounds amazing. <laughs> that is the biggest middle figure they could do, and I'm 100% on board with them flipping everyone off. Kalen? I agree with the guys. I don't think you should necessarily recycle the same gimmicks. We want to see new things. Things that are inspired by other things are okay, though. I think if you're going to bring back somebody, I like it if they if they throw a gimmick on it to like make it like when they did fake cane or fake diesel, you know, make it something obviously that somebody's pretending to be somebody else, you know, don't try to kayfabe it. Don't try to, Oh, here's the new Sin Cara, you know, or just let us know that it's a joke. But if I had to pick something, I'd pick Doink the clown that you mentioned earlier, because who doesn't want to see a clown get their ass beat? <laughs> I think that could actually I mean, be one that they, the fans would be okay with having another doink. No, no. Keep clowns away from me. Send them Fuck just clowns. to Sean's house. Fuck clowns. Nope. Can't sleep. Clown's going to eat me. Yep. <laughs> nope. Our third question from Soros Ice Cream is, what is a dream gimmick matching tag team with guys from different times, such as Ty Dillinger and Mr. Perfect, because of the whole Perfect 10 kind of thing? I uh, thought of three ideas off the top of my head. One was Ted DiBiase and JBL. One was Giant Gonzalez and Great Kali. <laughs> just one match. Just one. And the other, uh, more on the serious kind of side of things, Neville and Evan Bourne, I think, could be a cool team. A high-flying kind of thing going on together. So I lost track of who's doing what right now. So, Drew, what do you think? What's a good pairing of two similar kind of things? <laughs> Waiting for you to finish your sandwich, but... My sandwich? <laughs> yep. Is it from Jimmy John? When the fuck did you get a sandwich? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I wish I had a sandwich right now. Anyways, uh, if I had to like put two teams together or make a team with two people, I would go with uh, Barry Wyatt and Stalker DDP because it would just be weird as shit. <laughs> Sean? Uh, I went with Bray Wyatt and Mick Foley. Hmm. Well, that would be pretty interesting. Mick Foley or one of his characters? Uh, Cactus Jack. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, much better than Dude Love and Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Peyton? 
I think it would be pretty cool to see Rick Rude and Dolph Ziggler together. Talking about two guys who are master technicians in the ring, got the sexy boy gimmick, you pair them with Bobby Heenan, man, they'd be on fire. Kalen? I'm going to go with the animal Batista and George the Animal Steel. (laughs) Just because they're animals. And Wago? John Cena and Hulk Hogan. Modern day new pair, new pair. That fucking hell can't say. New mega power. <laughs> new pair. New p- 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 um, I just think it'd be cool to see. Hmm. Uh, question from Wolf Jones: What games are you currently playing? None for me. Sean. Uh, for the Wii U, I'm currently playing Xenoblade Chronicle X. For the PlayStation Four, I'm playing Destiny, and on the Xbox One, I am currently playing Need for Speed. Drew. Uh, really, I'm just playing some, you know, 2K, you know, some Town of Salem, you know. You're still shit. playing Town of Salem? Every once in a while when I get really bored and there's nothing better to do, I pop on for a game or two, nothing wrong with that. Uh, for my PlayStation Vita, just put on some good old-fashioned Persona 4 Golden just to pass the time as well. If I'm out waiting for something to get done, just pull out the P- PS Vita. And, uh, yeah, that's really it right now. Where you go. So right now I'm playing a bit of um, WMMA3. I've actually already forgot what that stands for, but it's a MMA simulator, uh, like booking. I'm playing a bit of Shadow of Mordor. Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow get re-released this week, so I'm going to be playing that on the DS. What's your starter going to be? Well, not Bulbasaur. We already established that. Okay, yeah, I was going to say. Pokemon episode of uh, Fanboys Anonymous, which you should go check out now. Yes, indeed. Um, probably going to be, I think I'm just going to go with Squirtle just for a change. Hmm. Squirtle's not bad. <laughs> Kalen. Uh, well, I don't do as much console gaming as I used to, but the ones that I'm currently going through are South Park Stick of Truth, Katamari Forever. On mobile, I'm playing Simpsons Tapped Out, Puzzle and Dragons, Words with Friends, and I have a lot of games on Steam. Some of them, thanks to Mr. Payton. So make sure you guys follow him on Steam because he does giveaways. And why don't you round us out with this one, Peyton? What are you playing and what are you streaming if it's the opposite? Well, I don't do giveaways on Steam. I do giveaways on Twitch. So if you want to follow follow me on Twitch. (laughs) If you follow me on Steam, you'll see what I'm playing and we can be friends and all. That's cool. But follow me on Twitch at M-R-P-A-D-E-N. That's Mr. Peyton, where I'll be streaming games regularly throughout the week. Just last night... I picked up a new horror game that's making rounds all over the place, gaining popularity called Layers of Fear. That was awesome. It is, it is creepy as hell. Beautiful art style. Easy game to get sucked in. I could highly recommend picking that up. It's on Steam. It's on consoles. I found it on sale. It's it's 20 bucks full price, so even that's not horribly expensive. It's It's a great game to shut off the lights, put on the headphones, put a cover over your head, and try not to get the shit scared out of you. Um, some of the more regular things I'm still playing, I'm going through Tesla Effect, which is an FMV game, which is a lot of fun. It's like a mystery type thing starring Tex Murphy, which if you played some of those old point and click games, you might be familiar with that guy. Uh, American Truck Simulator, <laughs> Farming Simulator. I know Tony loves these games where uh, you drive <laughs> Did you do the, the merchant one yet. <laughs> 
No, I didn't get that one. That one was a little too much for me. What was that but... one that you played for like 30 seconds last night? It was some kind oh, of... Oh, uh, Adventure Capitalist or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> that was fucking terrible. <laughs> that was the shortest game I've ever played on my stream. I opened it up and I was like, uh, I'm not doing this. Oh, jeez, it's your impression came out there. <laughs> <laughs> is there like sanitation worker simulator? Uh, yeah, actually there is. <laughs> there, oh, there's, Jesus uh, Christ. Like, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not called... It's like... City, um, city of garbage. <laughs> no, like city, uh, municipal simulator or something like that. Like it's something called a little bit better. And you're not just managing garbage; you're also managing like uh, transportation, subways, and so they made it even more boring. <laughs> There's one called uh, Viscera Cleanup Detail. Is that the one you're talking about? You clean up after Big Daddy. You clean v. up after Viscera. <laughs> yeah, basically, awful. you're the guy who has to wipe his butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who wouldn't want to play that? Uh, yeah, check me out on Twitch. I'm streaming all types of stuff. I did a 120 star run of Super Mario 64. Uh, I played some Blitz on Nintendo 64. I, I get all around. I like all types of things. So if you pop on there, you'll see me playing all types of things. I do giveaways. I let you guys do requests for songs and the games I play. So it's, it's a lot of involvement and a lot of fun. Plus some of us there hang out in the chat so you can talk with us there too. Yep. Uh, moving on, William Carey says, for the mailbag, how would you feel about Owens versus Cole at Mania? I mean, they're building up to it. Have you seen Owens just attack Cole? I don't think they're building up to it. I think this is just something where Owens and Cole probably get along backstage, and he's just like, hey, I'm going to fuck with you on uh, camera. That's it. I don't think there's a storyline behind it. Does anybody think that they're actually going to build to something? I wouldn't be shocked if you see Michael Cole interfere in a Kevin Owens match. But I think that's about the extent you'll see it. And maybe, just maybe, we'll see Kevin Owens take out Michael Cole with a powerbomb. And then we'll have, like, a temporary replacement. And I'm sure we could all think of someone we'd like to see there. Mar Ranala. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe Rich Brenton just uh, gets thrown in there. I don't know. Anybody else, uh, anybody else want to tag in on this? The idea of Owens Definitely and Cole? Definitely not happening at Mania. At, at least I hope not. I don't want to see these guys take up a Mania spot. At least Michael Cole not take up a Mania spot. We saw how that went last time. I could see this going on a B pay-per-view, much like when Jim Ross had the feud with Taz, but other than just a B pay-per-view, this shouldn't be a big storyline. I hope not. Yeah, I definitely not like to see this. I mean, like Wago is just alluding to the Cole Lawler flute, uh, Lawler flute, <laughs> the flute. feud, the flute uh, from WrestleMania 27, I believe it was. I don't want to see Cole involved in angles. I mean, I think it's cool that Owens is kind of giving him the business, kind of giving him a hard time. But eh, other than that, eh, pass. So last call for anybody who wants to chime in on Owens and Cole. I'll chime in. Why not? I want to see. Michael Cole win the icy belt. There, I said it. <laughs> Seriously, what happened? I would love it. Oh, it'd be amazing television to watch. Hmm. Who doesn't like car crash TV, right? So we got a question from Bobby Lesnar G eighty six. He says, "Do you think that they will make the main event of WrestleMania this year a triple threat at the last minute and have some kind of a surprise superstar win like they did the last two years this time around?" I don't think so. Anybody think that they're gonna get it? Short answer, no. Long answer, no. <laughs> uh, no, this is why there's a second main event now. I wouldn't be surprised if this match doesn't even go on last anymore. Mm. If they I put Dean in the uh, match with Brock Lesnar, then I wouldn't have been surprised if they did it. But since they already announced that, then there's really no one else they could really do. Yeah, because we don't have money in the bank anymore. Not until a couple months from now. 
and there's no reason to like insert Daniel Bryan. The only reason we got the, the Daniel Bryan thing was because they didn't have the foresight to be able to give him the Royal Rumble win. So they needed to figure out a way to get that in there somehow. This time around, there's no, like, who would that other person be, you know? Can't do just John Cena, like, can't throw him in there. Kennedy. I don't think Kennedy's popping up there either. Uh, Anybody else want to chime in on this idea, though? Nope. Alrighty, so we got a question from Cheyenne Morissette. Will they ever give Naomi the belt? And for some reason, not to sound racist, because I am not, I have not seen any African-American who have belts lately. It seems a lot of wrestlers get pushed and screwed at the end, like Roman and Dean. Uh, so address the first thing. Does anybody think that Naomi's going to win that Divas Championship at some point? First off, if you say I'm not a racist, you're a racist. <laughs> <laughs> you're purposely bringing up a topic that involves race and you're trying to cause tensions by bringing up a racial topic. That's exactly what you're doing. So just putting that out there. Now to get to the point, uh, Naomi, she very likely will get a belt because everybody has gotten a belt. Okay. Alicia Fox got the fucking diva's belt. So you can't say there's anything racial going on there because it's not like she got it for her fucking talent. Okay. As far as any black champions recently, uh, I, mean, I don't know. Let's look in the past year. The tag team champions right now. Yeah. Okay, that's true. But a real belt? Mm, I mean, has there been anyone? There certainly hasn't been anyone deserving of the world title. Like Big E. Titus? Big, Big E? No. Right. Well, we got Apollo Crews coming up. He's going to win that NXT championship at some point. I think he's, he's going to win the world title. I something. think he's a future world title champion. Yeah. Even if he doesn't deserve it and have the talent for it, he's getting the belt. And I think Naomi should have won the title at some point. Like, she got screwed over for the NXT season she was on, too. She should have won that, and Caitlyn ended up winning that. That was pointless. She should have won the Davis title around that time where we didn't have this influx of NXT talent. When we had two titles, there was no reason for her not to win it. They ended up doing the Funkadactyls thing instead, and it was like, she has been somebody who's been a decent wrestler for pretty much the entire time she's been in the company. But they kept just pushing her aside, and I don't know why. And I don't think it's because she's black. I don't think that's the reason whatsoever. I think that they didn't think that she had personality. Because really, even now, she's still kind of struggling to do that. When you have her in the Funkadactyls, it's like, well, you don't need that personality. You just go out there and you dance. See, I, I disagree. I think it wasn't until very recently that she actually found her personality. I think now is where she's actually at a point where she would be ready for a title run. That's when what I'm saying. Everyone though. was poising her back then. I didn't think she was ready. No, she wasn't I, ready I personality wise. She didn't have out. personality back then. She she had a cool butt move. That's about all she had. <laughs> but like <laughs> in the ring, built. in the ring, she was good. She mm-hmm. just didn't have a character. Now she's got a little bit of a character, and she's still as good in the ring. So now it's just a matter of have they gotten to the point where they don't value her because it's taken so long to get to this point. See, I don't think so because she's remained an important part of this whole Divas Revolution storyline. Where she very easily could have just been pushed aside after they started dissolving all these teams. That's true. And they're, they're still making her and Tamina as a force look pretty strong. So I wouldn't be surprised. It's it's going to be after we see Charlotte finish her run, obviously. And whoever she passes it on, I don't think will be Naomi. Though, who knows? You know, they could shake that up. It's not like... Basically, I'm saying it's not like she isn't in a position where she could get it. And if she sticks around... I mean, if she retires this summer, I wouldn't count her chances. But if she sticks right. around for another two, three years, I think that belt will find its way around her. That's true. Anybody else have any other thoughts on Naomi or uh, the other one where they were saying uh, a lot of wrestlers seem to get screwed at the end, like uh, Dean Ambrose? 
I think she gets the belt eventually. I just think there's more people more deserving or more talented right now. Uh, one day, someone in creative will be like, eh, what about if we give it to Naomi? And people will be excited for it for about a week before she drops it again. <laughs> just the transitional champ. The top selection might get a month for rain. Hmm. Which, even a transitional championship rain is still rain. You know? Mm-hmm. But no, I, I don't think that this has anything to do with what her race is. If that were the case, they wouldn't have given the title to Alicia Fox, you know. Or Jazz. Yeah, so. Uh, then we got a couple questions from Peter Piccinini. First off, Wego, why did you retire from wrestling, and can you still go physically? Shit, I can't get up out of my seat and go to the bathroom without losing breath. I'm not in in-ring shape at all right now. Uh, as far as retiring goes, it, I was originally taking a break because of some back pain. Then I moved to America and... I had a million and one things to do, and I just never picked it up again. I don't have the passion for it anymore, either. Hmm. Rather watch than participate, right? Yeah, chances are you're going to see me make my MMA debut before you see me make a pro wrestling day return. you got to fight CM Punk, because it'll take that long for him to make his debut, too. <laughs> Shit, at this point, if I... Cause based on when I'm starting my training, if he keeps at it, I might be able to. <laughs> just harass him on Twitter. Uh, this question is for myself and Peyton. He says, for me, since I know Tony and Peyton have to live in my general area, being at the Rumble in Pennsylvania and the NXT in, in New York, any plans to do a meetup at SummerSlam weekend, NXT, SummerSlam, Raw kind of thing if we go to those events? I don't think I'm going to them. I don't know if you're going to them. Do you have any plans to go, Peyton? No. 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 E- even if we were going, I don't know about doing any kind of meetup thing. Um that's a sort of thing that I'd be interested in doing, but at the same time, it's kind of, you got to make sure that you have people that are interested. And then what do you do? How do you do a meetup? You can't do it at the arena because it's like, that's insane. And plus it's a little bit weird too. So I, mean, I don't know if we ever have anything like that in the future, then we'll always let you guys know, but I'll just go ahead and say it. I'm an extremely introverted person and I just don't want to see you people in person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine actually... doing this here from the comfort of my home, but in person, I, I can only be around certain people. I've grown to, to get comfortable with Tony and a few of his friends, but most other people, if I got around you, I, I would get into a very bad mood and it wouldn't be fun for anybody. I'm actually with Mike on that. Um, I don't socialize well. I'm pretty much like my inner circle of people and I would rather be at the comfort of my own home. <laughs> um, it's really... weird that I'm the most now going in that scenario. <laughs> don't get me wrong, not. I've got a loud personality, but by no means do I like going out and socializing. Hmm. Oh god, no, I fucking hate people. Why don't we worry about Sean being that. in any events around here? <laughs> yeah, if Sean pops up, I'll do a fucking meetup for sure. <laughs> So now it's all on Sean. If Sean figures out a way to go to a Philadelphia event that I'm going to be able to go to as well or whatever, then I guarantee I will figure out a way to do a meetup. Even if Sean does not want to, I'll force him into it. <laughs> Sean, will say, Sean will say, all right, I'm going to be there for the event on Friday. Oh, I'm not here for Friday. Oh, can we do the event on Saturday? <laughs> no, I'm, I would be more open-minded to that, you know, especially with you guys. I was actually contacting Wago a couple of weeks ago to see if he wanted to see raw which was just in detroit this week i so, wish we oh, fucking went now right i know right <laughs> um, fucking amazing i didn't even know it was in detroit until they said we're live from detroit and i'm like what i sent you a thing a couple of weeks ago i was like hey you want to see if we can get any raw tickets no you yeah. don't remember but he no, was I like know. i don't like people talking to me and messaging me <laughs> actually i do have to have about 10 facebook chats that haven't even been looked at all right facebook chats 
Peter says, Sean and Rick Young added me to their personal account. I was wondering how you feel about having fans on personal accounts because if panelist A says yes, panelist B says no, I'll respect your decisions. Well, this is kind of piggybacking off of what we said here. We all kind of, I think, are in the agreement that we sort of want to keep a separation between our personal Facebooks and our uh, fan pages and stuff like that. And um, I don't want to speak for everybody on here, but I tend to not add anybody on there. And I actually don't even add people that I know sometimes if I am like just sort of, you know, I met you once, but I don't really know you all that well. And, you know, I've gotten into the habit recently, too, of deleting people, which I usually don't do. I usually kept like the same people from all these years. Now I'm like deleting old Facebook people that I don't talk to anymore or whatever. But what do you guys think? Best way I can put this, I say a lot of dumb or controversial shit online. I don't need people knowing my real life info. (laughs) You don't want to get swatted? (laughs) A little bit of that, but it's mainly for security reasons. And I have added a couple of people here and there, but after a while when I noticed, um, not to sound egotistical like Drew, how many people did want to add me, I'm just like, (laughs) uh, no, I'll pass. So it's it's nothing personal, it's just shit. If I don't know you in real life, I don't know you in real life. There's a lot of ways you can interact us with us if you wish. I mean, the best way, Raw Post Show and the Pay-Per-View Post Shows. These are live shows. We have chat rooms. Mm-hmm. You can talk with us as the show is going on. And the Mega Maniacs. Uh, I was going to say, during the week, if that isn't enough for you, we have the Mega Maniacs group on Facebook where you we're all members there as well as large amounts of our fan base are in there. So you can chat with tons of people in there. Often we'll respond to anything you guys post. I mean, not every time because – God, especially lately, some of you have been posting like six, seven times a day. It's like, how could I possibly (laughs) respond to all these? Uh, As far as my personal Facebook, I I do have the option where you can follow me. So if you add me, I may just leave it to where you're following me and you'll see my public posts. Don't be offended if I don't add you back. Uh, What is better is if you find me on Twitter. And I think that's something that could be go with most people. Twitter is more of a public thing where you're fine with anybody following you and going on there. So that's Twitter. That's cool. Twitter, Mega Maniacs, live shows, those are the best ways to find us. Plenty of Stephen <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Like, if you want to reach out to me, there's a couple of different ways to do that. You can do it on Twitter, you can do it on Twitch, or, you know, even if you want to follow me on Steam. I am pretty protective with my Facebook account. In fact, I was even kind of reluctant to add the other bozos on this show to my Facebook friends. Yeah, you but eventually, everything. Should have seen this cut with his Mr. Burns picture. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I I do like interacting with the fans in the Mega Maniacs group, and then uh, on Mixler during the broadcast. So that's a great way if you want to talk with us, and especially during the week. Join the Mega Maniacs group if you're not in there yet on Facebook. Ooh, it's on Facebook. It is on Facebook now. It's on the internet. Wow. Ooh, what's the it's the cool. future. It used to be on Friendster, but... <laughs> oh, dude, Friendster was the bee's knees. And Friendster. So, shut up, Drew. You don't remember Friendster. <laughs> no, right. so, I so barely in, remember Friendster. <laughs> so in summary of this question, no, we don't want any. <laughs> in summary of this question, I'm just picturing Wago and Peyton and uh, just, like, curling up in the corner in a ball and just being like, a social interaction. <laughs> <laughs> And as a follow-up comment, get off my damn lawn, you kids. <laughs> with with me, it depends. If you add me and I'm drunk, I just accept anybody. Especially oh. if you're a dame. That's, uh, that's, that's what I normally do. If, if you're a female bird as well, then oh. be, be, be free to add me. I don't give a fuck if you're female. What about, uh, <laughs> so, I, I, so we all got added because he was drunk at the time. That makes sense. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
All right, moving on to another question here. What do you guys think of the Triple Crown and Grand Slam? Do they mean anything? Also, do you think these certain wrestlers will end up winning those? And there's a list of them out there. Um, a couple of them, uh, pretty much all of them, just need like one championship. Like Undertaker doesn't, uh, he's not in the running because he hasn't won the Intercontinental. Same with John Cena. Uh, let's start off with the first question about the Triple Crown and Grand Slam and if they, they mean anything. I think that they do. I know that a lot of people probably are going to say that they don't, but my opinion about this is that's a good way to gauge how well-rounded a wrestler is, and sometimes it's a good way to tell whether or not they had the right type of career, because if somebody goes straight into the world title, a lot of those people don't win anything else, and they kind of just fizzle out eventually. Some people don't. But certain guys shouldn't win a mid-card title. Example, Undertaker, he's the perfect guy. You just keep in the main event at all times. Or an even better example, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. But uh, with Lesnar, what is it that he he needs? He needs, he needs the, a tag title. He needs the U.S. U.S. And an Well, the funny yeah. thing is, some people at the time would argue that giving not giving Brock a mid-card title was bad. Some people argued that he should have had a slower run just because he fucked up with all his fame and went elsewhere. No. I think there's a couple examples where people can go straight to that and they can skip it over. But at the same time, there's certain times where I'd like to see somebody maybe take a, a step back. Like, we've had John Cena win that United States Championship, and it's been amazing since he had that. He doesn't have the Intercontinental title, but I'd be cool with John Cena being Intercontinental Champion if they wanted to do that. And Triple H, he's not going to win the U.S. title. That's a, you know, it was rare for him to even win this world title this time around. The only reason they did that is because they couldn't have anybody else set up, and if we wouldn't have had all these injuries, Triple H I don't think would be champion right now. So he's not winning that U.S. title. But... You know, like uh, Dean Ambrose, he just needs to win the world title. He's got the I – mean, actually, he needs a tag title to be Grand Slam, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he won the IC. He won the US. He'll get the tag title at some point, I'm pretty sure. Maybe down the road, just some kind of random thing or whatever like that. But guaranteed, this dude's winning the world championship. So he's going to be a, in that kind of regard. Sheamus and Del Rio winning a tag title? Now out of the realm of possibility. Now that they got League of Nations. They'll probably win. They'll probably take the belts off New Day, probably. Very, very possible. I can see it at WrestleMania. Why not? So, what do you guys think? Is the Grand Slam, the Triple Crown, mean something, or is it just superfluous? It's really I... tough now because Lewis. What? <laughs> it's it's tough because what's the definition of it anymore? We've had so many different titles that have come and gone. I mean, once upon a time, the Grand Slam was World Intercontinental European in tag. Mm-hmm. And as far as that definition, we've had, what, two people have done that? Was it Sean and... Uh, Sean and Triple H? Sean and Triple H. That's it, I think. So it might be. Then you start adding all these other belts. Then you have people who like debate whether like the hardcore title counts and whether winning the title, whether it was in WCW counts. So it's like... How could you possibly say it means something when there's no criteria set for what exactly it is? Now, to say that there isn't something to it, I mean, you think about in horse racing, which is where this comes from, the Triple Crown. If you're able to accomplish that, that's a huge feat. Matter of fact, it was just this past summer where the horse – I can't believe we're fucking talking about horses. American Pharaoh. <laughs> you brought it up. No, I was just no, no. I, I, I'm, watching, I'm imagining Payton re- regressing in his corner watching horse racing. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is I was at a music fest. This is how big this was. I was at a music festival – 
uh, at a skiing facility. It's like the middle of nowhere. All these hippies are gathered around watching like Jimmy Page and all these other people playing on stage. And all of a sudden the screens cut over to show the fucking races where American Pharaoh wins the, wins the triple crown. And it was such a big deal. And I remember getting on Facebook later and everyone's supposed to be like, oh my God, what a horse. This was absolutely amazing. Like, <laughs> really? What, did people what get a horse. <laughs> but it was a big deal because it was something like the first time in 17 years or something like that that someone oh, accomplished it. Goes it back, goes back to the late 60s. It's even longer than that. Oh, it was, it was it was an amazing feat as far as that's concerned. Now, when you go to wrestling, it happens like every, what, three or four years, so it's not as impactful, but it's it's still a sign of, hey, you accomplished all this. You reached something that there's only a small pinnacle of people are able to accomplish no matter what the definition is. So I think there's an amount of air, and it's it's something that you can put on somebody's resume. Yeah, Miz. <laughs> well, the Miz is a Grand Slam winner. Yeah, he is. Yes. You know who's the best chance of getting that then is Lillian because she's the one who looks the most like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe the triple, maybe the triple crown. I don't know about the Grand Slam though. That's more of a tennis and golf thing. As far as it goes, I'll say to me it doesn't mean anything. I won't say it doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. It means you've had an accomplished career, but at the end of the day, it just comes down to a Wikipedia entry. Yeah, I agree. I mean, some of these guys, I think, are. Beyond that, I mean, like John Cena, is it really going to make a big difference in his career whether or not he wins the IC title? I mean, he's still who he is. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that's going to be like, oh, well, he never won this title. So, Well, see, uh, the issue with that statement is that for the most of the time when he was at the top, there were two world titles, and they both counted towards that. He's won like 17 titles where if they only had one title during that time, he might have had an Intercontinental Championship reign at some point if he didn't have the WWE title. This is true. And something else going off what you say, would it make a difference? What if it did? What if it meant something that was so much to him? I didn't get this and I need to do this before my career is over because it would mean something to me. Doesn't that make that belt seem that much more important? He pretty much and, that... and what if it did? Because he grew up during an era when that belt did mean something, he's like, this is the belt that Ricky Steamboat and Macho Man fought over. This is the belt that Shawn Michaels made his name with. Plus, so like how cool would it be to have John Cena go out there, this main event dude, and he issues what they call, the, you know, they build it, the Grand Slam Challenge. He's like, that's the one belt I haven't won yet. I want to oh, win I that fucking belt. That. that makes sense. He pretty much did that with the United States title. So I, I, I would not be surprised if they did something with that again. Anytime I think, soon. I think it would be cool if they did that, but I'm, what I'm saying is it's not going to tarnish his legacy if that never happens. No. It's not going to be the type of thing where we look at, like, a Roddy Piper and go, but yeah, but he never won that world title. We're never going to be like, yeah, John Cena's great and all, but he never won that Grand Slam championship. It's like, okay. You know, so... Uh, a couple of the other people we didn't talk about, Randy Orton, Kane, and Chris Jericho. Um, Orton needs, what, the U.S. title? I believe so. Pretty sure he's been a tag champ. I know he's been OIC and he's been world champ. So, um, And Kane needs the U.S. And Jericho needs – does he need the U.S. too? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, those three winning the United States Championship. Jericho could. I don't think he will. Randy Orton, that's up in the air. I don't know. Because they're kind of using John Cena and those kind of people in that range – and they could very well put Randy Orton as a U.S. champion in the future if they wanted to do something where, like... I bet the belt would look good on him. Then again, he's yeah. a guy that can wait, like, wear any title and make it look good. Plus, it's like, if Del Rio, John Cena, Sheamus, those kind of guys can win the U.S. title because they're not going to win that world title and they still want to value them, Randy Orton could be a great person for that role. Kane, I don't think he's winning that. 
So what you're saying is he doesn't have a shot? No, this time around, Kane does not have a shot. Uh, that sucks. Aww. I think he's a shot. Uh, let's move on to another one here. Do you think WWE sees TNA as a threat? Nope. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 this fucking guy. This uh-huh. fucking... Ha. No, even in their... Even when they went to the Monday night slot with Hulk Hogan, WWE's like, oh, you got Hulk Hogan? Well, we're going to bring back Bret Hart. <laughs> so fucking <laughs> TNA does not stand a chance. And at this point, they are the furthest thing in WWE's mind. I think at this point, WWE is more concerned with Lucha Underground and New Japan. They do not give a fuck about TNA. I don't even think, think they're concerned with either of them, too. Like, that's they, the thing. I, think, I actually do think they're concerned with New Japan. I think that's why they took several of their talents. I think it was more so... Because, let's face it, Bullet Club was one of the biggest earners, T-shirt-wise. And don't underestimate the international market for WWE. That is the number one thing they're trying to penetrate right now. And they know how big wrestling is in Japan. So if they can penetrate into there and start taking some of New Japan's market, that will be huge for them. Hmm. I don't think I like how many times you said penetrate. Uh, let's see here. Can we have a live smack talk? Maybe on Mega Powers Radio. I think it would be fun. And I wasn't around for the last time it happened. We've done them in the fo- in the past before. And uh, yeah, fuck it. He said yes. Let's just do it now. <laughs> uh, the reason why we don't do it right now uh, anymore is because people weren't showing up. So I stopped doing them. But we do do the uh, post shows for do the pay per views. We do do. So that kind of took the special live thing out of it. So we're not doing the summer block party anymore, or at least there's no plans right now to do it. Maybe we will. I don't know. But uh, those pay-per-view post shows, they take the place for it. And I think that that's better in the long run. I don't know if anybody else disagrees with that, but if you do, let me know in the comments below. I disagree. Why is that? Because the summer block party was a reason for me to get drunk. (laughs) Okay, I'll disagree because... If we record shit, we have to do it in pieces and pieces and pieces and pieces, match and match and match. You should do it in one video. Has anyone ever told you that before? Yeah, uh, some dude with a tendency to put er at the end of things has, but I kind of block him out. It's funny. Is his name Seamus? Last question from Peter is, if Tony Mango is Michael Cole, who are the others on the announced team? I think we've done this before. But it might have been off the air. I don't know for sure. But things change over time and stuff. And <laughs> we do this kind of dumb shit all the time. Yeah. We really do. <laughs> all I mean... the members of Fanboys were Pokemon. Who would they be? <laughs> or even better, if <laughs> all the members storms. of Fanboys had a different member of Fanboys names, which yeah. one would be? <laughs> and there's also some bad ones where we've made images. Yeah. <laughs> but let's break this down here. I uh, came up with a couple immediately my first thoughts. And since then, I haven't been able to change my opinion to anybody else. So I want to see what you guys think about this. I figured Drew is Byron Saxton. Yep, that's who yeah. I love Drew. See, no, I, I have an even better one. Todd Pettengale. <laughs> <laughs> now, you see, Byron gets bullied in a way that Drew does. That's why I have him down. I had uh, Wago is a heel JBL. Yep. Specifically heel. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I had Peyton as Gorilla Monsoon. <laughs> now, can you explain that one? I didn't quite get that. I've that was my, that was my like uh, the last one that I was like, hmm. Then who could Peyton be? I think it's because you bring up a lot of older things and you try to be on the positive side of things a lot too. Okay, I can, I can it, think that. 
there's the also a tendency, unless you're trying to be argumentative. Yeah, that's what I'm a different person because of that. You'll also kind of every once in a while be like, oh, don't, you know, don't do that kind of a thing. Would you stop? Yeah, basically. <laughs> so that's what I came up with. Wago, you had a different one for this. Um... I got Jesse Ventura for you because you're an argumentative bastard. Also a good one to be. Oh, I thought you were going to go with, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I had Sean is Booker T. Yep, that's who I got. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Never know what the fuck he's going to say. <laughs> the business. And finally, Caitlin is Rich Brennan. Why? Yeah, yeah that one I don't quite get either. Okay, I actually get this one. Um, yeah. Trying to think of how to say it where I'm not mean. <laughs> uh, is it because he's old as shit? Because no, we, it's not because he he's is. old as shit. It's because he's... <laughs> that Caitlin would be Scott Stanford. <laughs> a random old guy. You're just kind of like the least eccentric complainist out of us, but not offensive. That's kind of Rich Brennan. He's just... They're not offensive. So wouldn't I be a Byron Saxton then in that case? See, I, no, I, I, I was both... going to put a more like a Gordon Soley kind of role. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> See, I looked at it as if uh, Peter was thrown out there, if Tony's Michael Cole. Rich Brennan reminds me the most of Michael Cole. And I think that Caitlin and I have a lot of the same humor and a lot of the same delivery and a lot of what we're talking about and stuff like that. So, Except Caitlin doesn't do this at the beginning of episodes yes i do i don't know he never hosted a show we don't know if he does maybe we'll have to find out <laughs> or not you should hear him on trivia night it's time for trivia <laughs> what's true. up trivia people <laughs> i was gonna say i was i didn't really think too much about you guys but i was thinking mostly about myself because i'm beautiful <laughs> so therefore i would be renee young because i'm the beautiful one of the group <laughs> okay faggot also i've got some nice tits <laughs> So, uh, who wants to throw some other suggestions out there if we have any other ideas? I think we pretty much solved this. Yeah. Those are all pretty spot on. Yeah, that was pretty on point. <laughs> so we got Drew is Byron Saxton, Kalen's Rich Brennan, Wego is a heel JBL, Peyton is... Ooh, ooh I have one more. <laughs> Miguel is Carlos Cabrera. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we need a couple German people to be the five German announcers now. By the way, I love how you said we got a full cast here, but Miguel isn't here. <laughs> That's true. Miguel has been on for a while. Uh, what do we have here? We have uh, the last questions here. We're gonna combine a, gonna sort of combine these questions from Callum. Uh, so I'm just gonna read them off now. Is the Divas division in a better state than it was during the Attitude slash Ruthless Aggression eras, where we basically just had bikini models? Second question is, how would you rescue the Divas division, or would you just disband it entirely? And the third question is, will women's wrestling ever be taken seriously on the grandest stages of WWE? So, my suggestion here, I think that things are much better now, but there's still a lot of room for improvement. And eventually we'll get to the point where it's taken more seriously, because look at how Sasha Banks and Bayley had the full-on respect from the crowd. But, for what I would do with the Divas division, I think it's an issue where they need to stop acting like everything is great. And it sounds sort of counterproductive, but hear me out a little bit. If everybody is said to be amazing, then it falls into the victim of nobody's special if everyone's special. And every single woman in the, in the division is marketed as being amazing. We don't have any like full on jobbers, and we have some people that do lose. Like Summer Rae barely ever wins. She's recently winning for some reason. I don't know why, but they never point them out as being losers. 
And in the men's division, we have like your Adam Roses and your social outcasts and whatever like that. They look bad, making the other people look good. And when you have the women's division where everybody is supposed to be so amazing and so strong and so powerful and all this sort of kind of stuff, nobody looks really great. So they need to start acknowledging bad matches, acknowledging people that fuck up, talking about the women that aren't as good as the other women. So that way, the ones that are at the top of the food chain look like they are legitimately great. And then so when you have like a match, Michael Cole back. Kind of. A little yes. bit. But like a toned down version of it. Can we get the gong? I totally would be co- oh, cool with the gong coming back. <laughs> but what's the difference between Charlotte versus Sasha Banks, if we have that at WrestleMania, where it would be just as equal from the playing field if we had Charlotte versus anybody else on the roster? Now, we all know Sasha Banks is above somebody like Cameron, but if they act like Cameron is just as good, then we don't think that there's anything different. So I think what I would do is basically just treat it like the men's division. If somebody fucks up, they fuck up. You show that they fucked up and you let the women prove how good they are just the same as you let the men do it. So... That's my opinion about all these other kind of things. I want to pass this along person to person here. What are your thoughts on the Divas Division comparisons to the past and the future, and what would you do with it, whatever? Sean, I'm going to go with you first. Oh, cheers, mate. Uh, I think it's better now than it was back in the back in the 90s and the noise. I think it's the the talent is a lot more capable in the ring other than just Lita and Trish, whereas now you've got the likes of Bailey and all them lot. And I would personally do my own show with the woman. Like, just have a wrestling brand just for the woman to showcase the talents. Just get rid of, like, superstars or something? Yeah, get rid of superstars and just have it just just full on for the women. That's what I would do. Yeah, I see. But the issue with that is they'll try for two weeks and then they'll half-ass it for the rest of the time and then no one's going to watch it. If they half-ass it and nobody watches it, then then you get rid of it. Yeah. yeah. Then you can't like superstars. Uh, Drew what do you think what's your uh, thoughts on the Davis division well for wrestling quality it's obviously better now than when it was back in the tits era as I like to call it <laughs> the, I mean, the tits era it's pretty much what it was so wrestling wise you know right now is really the greatest time that you could be a wrestling fan when it comes to women just because the quality of all the matches for the most part especially NXT and, and the indie scenes as well it's a lot better than what we get on the main roster most of the time, but still, it's all great wrestling. So, I I, I kind of like the idea of where when we start treating women on different level when it comes to their skills, where if we make it obvious that Sasha Banks or Charlotte, who is still ugly but is still a great wrestler, is a lot better than you know an Alicia Fox or people down at the bottom of the scale, then I think we'll look at it differently because at the end of the day, when they when everyone's just picking up wins over each other on Raw. We really are supposed to believe that they're all equal and, you know, that's all fine and dandy. But at the end of the day, it's not going to – no one's going to look particularly great in that scenario. So make two – make a few great. Make some good. The rest suck. Hey, they all suck. But at the end of the day, you know, fucking tits. (laughs) Kalen? Well, definitely the quality of it is much better now than it ever has been. I mean – 
compare it back to go going when we had like bra and panties matches and the musical chairs segments and stuff. They're actually putting on legitimate matches now. I mean, sure, there were people back then who were, but you also had a lot of the other fluff crap. So I think what they need to do, and I know this is kind of tying into another question here, is I think that they should split the Divas division into a Divas division and a women's division, where you have the women who tend to be more technicians, and then you have those who are geared more toward the bikini model type segments. So then you would have both titles. So somebody like a Summer Rae and an Eva Marie, they'd never go for the women's titles because that's not what they're about. But then somebody like a like a Bailey would never go for the Divas title because she's not that kind of person. So I think I think they should split. Of course, there would be a huge overlap. So I'm not saying they should be, be mutually exclusive, but there would be a big would overlap. One, would you say one's a main event women's title and one's a mid-card women's title? Possibly. I mean, I think the technicians definitely should be, uh, you know, more respected and more elevated. Hmm. Waco, your thoughts? So, I'm going to be quite honest. At this point in the game, I just fucking hate women's wrestling. Um, WWE's given me nothing to sink my teeth into for a while. Um, on a consistent basis, at least. I think it's in a better state than it was back in the Attitude Era, but what you had in the Attitude Era was at least everything was over. Um, Vince could take a piss and the people would cheer for it. Uh, if they I might had... still now, I don't know. <laughs> True. Whoa, he's pissing. Whoa. He said if fuck. I... If I had to had to make a decision on what I do with the Divas, it would be make them an NXT exclusive. <laughs> I love how both Caitlin and I <laughs> so this is what I'm talking about with the Rich Brennan thing or whatever like that. We both type in our own chat on Skype here hat to <laughs> <laughs> So much better than hat one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Peyton, round us out here. What are your thoughts on the Divas division compared to the past, and what do you think the future has in store, and what would you do with it? I think people are too spoiled by what we have. I don't think people realize the level of competition that we actually have in the women's division right now. The writing sucks, but the amount of talent that's all around on both shows is just phenomenal, to the point where you say we don't have jobbers, but if you go and watch NXT, they have a lot of jobbers there, and the jobbers are cool. Like, they got uh, Peyton Royce, they got that New Jersey chick they've been bringing around a lot. It's it's fun to watch on NXT, and it's fun to watch on Raw sometimes, too. Some of these segments are bleh, but you know Charlotte's coming into herself. It's great to have Sasha back in the mix. Becky is actually getting into her own character again, besides just being pushed to the side and being the third wheel. So, I don't think it's that bad. I think the writing can be improved, and I think a lot of that is the fault of the company. I don't think they want to put as much effort into it because just like any other era, they only care about the main event. It's not just the women. It's anything that's in the undercard. You know, look at our fucking story that we have with uh, Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler. Let's just have a match every week where one guy wins and the other guy wins and the other guy wins and the other guy wins. What about the time that the other guy won? (laughs) So that, that's a whole separate problem, but to, to downgrade these women and the abilities that they have, I think is a huge mark of disrespect. Because I think they have put in a lot of work, and they're doing the best with the situation that they got. So what would you do to make it even better? I would give them more time. That's all it is. Give. I don't mean just more time on TV. I mean more time and effort. 
I mean, make them seem like they are on a level with the other guys. Send them out to the talk shows. Have them do more of the charity rallies and everything. Have them go on radio shows and talk about how great it is to be with the company as champion and how stiff the competition is and how big this upcoming match that you have at WrestleMania or whatever the card is. Have them doing those same things that you have Miz doing, which Miz is great, but he's not in part of anything. You know, people turn on, like, Raw after seeing the Miz on there and like, oh, well, let's see what this guy's doing. Oh, he's just this dope hosting the show between the two cool guys? Oh, fuck that guy. I like your impression of the people watching. No, he's just the dope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess I'll turn my fans. TV off. <laughs> well, Paul Miz. I, I think women have a capability to be on the level as men, possibly even surpass, as we've seen it do in other organizations. Alrighty, well, those are the mailbag questions you guys sent in. Thank you all for sending those questions in for March. I don't know exactly when we're going to do that because we got to figure out how it fits in with all the stuff with WrestleMania and TakeOver and March to WrestleMania and whatever. But chances are it'll probably be March 23rd uh, around the time where we start doing those. Possibly do that compared with uh, or part paired up with something like one of the Hall of Fames or whatever. But you got a couple of weeks to figure out some questions to send to us. If you have any that you want to send in, just send them through the email, and I'll put them off on the side until we end up doing the episode. Or if you just want to wait until we get closer to it, then you can do that as well. But either way, March's mailbag coming up in a few weeks. Thank you all for sending your February ones in. We got one more thing left to do for this episode of Smack Talk, which is the Fantasy League coming up in Part 5. Welcome back to the final part of episode 222. It's time for the Fantasy League. So, Peyton, what do we need to be aware of? Well, this is the final part of SmackDown, and we are going into SmackDown. No, Smackdown. it's Smack Talk. <laughs> we were just talking about SmackDown off the air. Uh, and we are going into the final session for our Fantasy League. Yet, throughout all 11 sessions, one thing has remained constant, and that is Drew White's fucking shitheaded losers continue to fucking shitheaded lose. Down in last place, 1,024 points. Sean Walker's Canadian Elephants, narrowly ahead of them with 1,180 points. You make a big jump up to third place where we see Tony Mango's Tony's Tykes 2 with 1,703 points. My team, our time is now 1,847 and holding strong at the top with a tremendous night at the uh, Fastlane pay-per-view. Steven Wago's Ricky the Team Boat, 2,180 points. It's going to be tough to catch up to that by WrestleMania, though anything is possible because we got this final session here. It's a big one, and when we get to WrestleMania, points will be quintupled. That means five times for you layman's out there. Five times. Five <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, see what we got on the bracket here. We got trades for people to do. We reset the waiver wire based on the order, which means we go to last place, which is Drew. You have first pick at making yes. a trade now if you like. Yes, I do have the first pick, and uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Randy Orton is looking really juicy and delicious right now. Mm. Yeah. You only yes. want it because Sean wants it. Yeah, I know, but if <laughs> I'm not going to win, I might as well fuck over what Sean wants. And, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna drop, point there. I'm going to drop Braun Strowman for uh, my, my big old boy, Shane McMahon. Braun Strowman. Here comes the money to the fucking shitheaded losers. I think Shane McMahon would be very disappointed if that's well. Well, see, uh, I'm like the you on demand service. He's gonna take over for a little bit, and then when uh, we're doing okay, he's gonna say fuck off and die. All right, Sean. Uh, so, uh, Kalen, um, yes. should we pick up Braun Strowman for Neville? 
I would say no. All right, then. So, uh, unchanged. Tony, anything for you? Yes. Uh, I thought that I would be kind of banking on the idea that John Cena would return on Monday Night Raw, and he didn't. So, fuck off, John Cena. <laughs> Getting rid of him. And just because I like the idea behind it, I'm going to put The Undertaker on my team. Undertaker being picked up by Tony in place of John Cena, the man you thought he was going to face. Dirt Sheets fooled us all. Yep. All right, that comes to me. Uh, I am going to make a trade for someone that I am shocked that you got rid of because I thought they were going to be doing something with him, and I would have taken him last week if I had been here. I'm going to drop Brie Bella because her time is done. And I'm going to pick up the Ryback. Damn, I was hoping to get Ryback on the next turn. Wago, we come to you. Wago? Unmute your mic. Thank you. I want to give Sean Kevin a wins. Oh. Um, so I'm going to drop Goldust and I'm going to pick up John Cena. I'm taking that chance. I can always get rid of Cena later. It's not like Goldust is doing much other than going, I try to poo. Yeah, but there's going to be that match that happens like that, and he's going to get five times points. Hey, uh, Wago, you want to do a trade? Mm. You'll get AJ Styles. <laughs> what kind? Was he going to say yes? <laughs> yes, I do. All right, I'll give you, I'll give you AJ Styles and Sami Zayn for John Cena and uh, Kevin Owens. <sighs> Fuck! What was the second person you were offering? Sami Zayn. Do it. Hmm. Oh. Ow. Why couldn't you tell me this before the show? <laughs> um. The twist. I'd do it if I were you. I don't want Sami Zayn on my team, though. Yeah, but you can just drop Sami Zayn, can't you? Yeah. Pick up Titus O'Neil. They are kind of not doing anything with this building. You know what? Up. I'll do it. Wow. Holy fuck. What's this trade we're doing again? It's AJ Styles and Sami Zayn for Kevin Owens and John Cena? Yep. You know what? It's because you dangled the AJ Styles carrot. <laughs> <laughs> Question. Has anybody got Chris Jericho? Yes, I do. Well, God. No. No. So, just for my reference and my own pattern here, we're switching because they were on the same levels. Uh, we're switching AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and John Cena, right? I believe that would be the way to do it, yes. Which I don't think it really matters anyway, because nobody's got that third. Yeah. Also, thing, the right? kicker in that trade was uh, Wego has given me all of his fantasy points. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> you would still lose. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'll put that in there a little bit later. Um, let's finish out the subs that we're doing here. Sean, we come back to you. Is there anything that's opened up that <clears throat> you want to do? Kalen, what do we reckon? What do we reckon? I don't know, man. It's up to you. Who would, who would you want on my team, Peyton, for Chris Jericho? Oh, shut up, Sean. Who do I want on your team for Chris Jericho? Yeah. Oh, uh... Oh, he's in pain. Brock, Brock uh, Lesnar? No, don't do it, Sean. <laughs> do it, bitch. Don't be I'm gonna a fucking it. pussy. Yeah! <laughs> Woo! All right. Chris Jericho and Brock Lesnar. Fuck you, Caleb. I did a good, good thing for your team, Sean, and you had to go and fuck it well, up. He's got Chris Jericho now, baby! I like Chris Jericho. 
Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, he's going to be great when he loses at WrestleMania like he always does. No, no, no. I tried. He is this generation Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't want he's, you to not, he's not going to lose. Uh, um, so is Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's Shaking my uh, damn head. Oh, I'm so happy I have AJ Styles again. See, everyone's Shut happy now. Everybody's happy except for Kalen. <laughs> <laughs> Kalen, when, when you have a team next year, right? <laughs> All right. Yeah, so, I don't know if at this rate, I don't know if I want to. Well, you wanted this because you could take advantage of Sean's dumb trades. That's true. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to throw this out there. Any other subs or trades anyone wants to Yeah, throw? I need to make some money to get rid of that semi say. Is anyone else? Because you're in last place. So does anyone want to do a sub before him? Uh, hmm. 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 Yes or no? Stop humming. Hmm. I'm going to hum a couple different songs here. Curse Axel will be picked up. Curse Axel can be picked up, yes. Fuck you, Sean. Because <laughs> no, nobody's got Curse Axel. Do I want to drop Becky Lynch? Oh I think unless something, else, him? unless something else... Unless something else opens up, I think him. I'm staying the same. Hey. You're going to stay the same? Yeah. I'll All stay, right. I'll, I'll Is your goal stay. to finish below Drew's team? Well, if you think about it, right? It snakes, doesn't it? So then I get first two picks if I'm last. This is correct. And you also get first dibs at uh, Divas. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't go directly off of this. It goes off of WrestleMania predictions, too. It's a combination of the two. Oh, no, I'm going to suck at the predictions. Like. Yeah, yeah. Actually, no, you you did pretty good last year, if I remember. I hope like you try and pick them wrong and you get them well, all right. Well, see, he predicted uh, Seth Rollins cashing in, so I think that's why he did so well. Anyway, Wago, you were excited to get rid of Sami Zayn, so what are you doing? Nobody picked Goldust back up, right? <laughs> no. Alright, I'll, I'll just trade Sammy Zayn for Goldust again. I'll just put him back on my team. No problem. Oh. <laughs> oh, this has been absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> well, we're at the point now where it's like, we know that these things aren't really changing all that much, so let's just go balls to the wall. It's kind of fucking crazy. I mean, this is going into WrestleMania. This is the most exciting time for the Fantasy League. So, yep. this is the time to see some cool things happen. Uh, why did you have Sami Zayn for so damn long, Drew? Yeah, right. Drew, even Peter Piccinini was yelling at you for that. Yeah, I was pissed off that I had to get Sami Zayn in that trade, but the fact that I can just get rid of him and pick my old team member back up. Wow, you want to know why I kept Sami Zayn? Because of the dog barks. Yo, it's gonna be funny if Sami Zayn shows up on Raw this week. <laughs> well, who's first in the uh, order now? Oh, you know what would be even worse? If he shows up and it's going to be him against Kevin Owens now that Drew has it, so he's going to lose that match. Yeah, Sean currently has first priority now because he never actually made a sub. He only made trades. Okay, uh, can yeah, I just ramble really... for 10 minutes? Can I do a, a transaction really quickly? Uh, unless Sean wants to, he has priority, but if he doesn't, you got it. Sean, do you want anything? Do I want Sami Zayn? No. Well, now that means you have to take him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you want to drop Bray Wyatt for Sami Zayn. I, I, yeah. could, I could drop Bray Wyatt for Sami Zayn. Did you get, Red, did you get Randy Orton for Bray Wyatt? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get Randy Orton for Bray Wyatt. Oh, you could get Randy Orton. <laughs> I, know, I, could, I, know. I, could, I could also pick up Seth Rollins as well. Think about you it. just put all your favorite people on there and then just King Barrett. Suck, up, suck up the last of the uh, non-appearance points. Nobody's got Titus. <laughs> oh yeah, Titus O'Neil. He's he's the he's the one for the future. Yeah, right? I'm just no, saying I'm you could bring out Sting. All right, Drew. What do you want to do? Uh well, I, I'm gonna drop. Uh, I'm gonna drop uh, Chris Jericho's favorite guy to pronounce. I'm gonna drop Big E to pick up uh, Sami Zayn. Okay, except you can't drop a guy and pick him up the same week. 
Oh, why not? Uh, I didn't drop him. I traded him. That's the same thing. No, we did not. the <laughs> Wait, if we, we do that, then Wego can't drop and no, pick we... up Goldust. I got oh, Goldust. you're right. I got yeah. Goldust a week ago. No, but we dropped, dropped him today and picked him back up today. This has never been a rule before. I know. No, this has. I, I, no, we did this, for, this all the time. We did this for Jester. Jester pulled this shit once. Well, Jester isn't here. Fuck that. All right, no. All right, here's 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 no. Here's my ruling on this. All right, I'll allow it, but it does not erase the uh, appearance penalties that he's been getting. That's he fine. continues the same ones he was getting. That's fine. Who? Okay. Who did he get? Sami Zayn. <laughs> Why would you want Sami Zayn? You fucking tart. <laughs> hey Sean, do you want Sami Zayn? I'll give you uh, on your Gray Wyatt. Do it, Sean. Do it. What am I doing? I don't know. <laughs> Sami Zayn got... for uh, Bray Wyatt. No. Okay. Can I do another transaction? Yes. <laughs> I, I don't like Sami Zayn. As long as no one else wants it, because you are at the bottom, because you just did that one. But if nobody else, you you are good. Okay. Anyone else? Nope. Do I nope. want to pick up Cody Rhodes? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think someone has Stardust, don't they? No. No, someone dropped him. Okay. No. Anyway. Did you drop him? I never had him. Huh. Maybe I dropped him. Hey, Sean. What? So is it my turn now? Yes. It is your turn, yeah. If, if I uh, pick up Randy Orton, will you trade me uh, Bray Wyatt for Randy Orton? No. Sean could just pick up Randy Orton himself. He's yeah. the first <laughs> then you Bray wouldn't Wyatt. get Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Uh, I think I'm good. Okay. You sure now, Drew? You positive? Do you want to ask a friend? Okay, Kaylin, so you're the last person who should judge someone for making lots of trades. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Kalen. Hey, uh, Drew. You want to become an associate for my team? Oh, my God. Become the advocate for the shit. All right, business. guys, that's it for the Fantasy League. We'll <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to... Because um, always, you can no. go to WWEFantasyLeague.com for any future <laughs> trades and updates. Yeah, he did it. Thanks, Wago. <laughs> Let's Wait, continue the, the plugs. Goalkeeper? <laughs> continue these plugs on there, Kalen. Uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter at Kalen Ferris. Drew, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at White. Go to my Twitter, uh, YouTube, which is Mick Frickin Duncan, where content will be posted on there eventually. Wago. All right, I'm pretty much Stephen Wago on all avenues. Stephen spelled the P-H, Wago spelled W-A-G-O, and that's all you need to know. Sean? Uh, I have a Twitch stream on the 28th, and I will be playing Unraveled. Uh, keep an eye out on my Twitter, which is SeanC2K37, for more info on that. Uh, same goes with my YouTube with Premier Pals. That will be on the Twitter as well. Just follow me on that, and I will upload it. And yeah, Damn, happy Peyton. days. If you enjoy listening to us talk wrestling, join us on Mega Powers Radio following Raw every single Monday night for the most interactive post-Raw experience available. Follow me on Twitter at M-R-P-A-D-E-N. That's Mr. Payton. You can use that same name to find me on Twitch where I play random video games almost every night of the week. All right. That'll do us in for this episode. This is kind of crazy. Oh, can I make a trade? <laughs> can, can we trade Sean for another host? <laughs> This is, my, this, is, this is my first smack talk of the year. I love you. Yeah, thanks for the good impression. Uh, yeah, man, I already <laughs> want to trade you, Sean. So now he's officially eligible for best and worst co-host of the year. Yeah. yeah. Alright, uh, next week could be a double header. Kind of depends. I'm going to post a poll up later on this week. If you guys want us to do both Superstar Scores, Shane McMahon, and... Uh, Superstar scores Buff Bagwell. Yes! Or just the Shane McMahon. So, or just the Buff Bagwell. You gotta make that an option too. 
Fair enough. I might end up doing that. Uh, I'm assuming it's going to be a double header because people will probably vote for both. So pay attention to the Mega Maniacs and be able to cast your vote on that. I don't know when I'm going to post it, but it'll be up eventually in the next couple of days or so. Uh, after that, we're going to start getting into our WrestleMania stuff. Uh, probably do fantasy booking WrestleMania 32 on episode 224. Going to do some wrestling with the past about the Hall of Fame. We're going to do our mailbag. We're going to do our Smark Out Moment Hall of Fame, which I'm going to have another poll up a little bit later on closer to that, where you guys are going to be able to determine some of the people who actually get inducted into that. Then we got NXT TakeOver. We've got WrestleMania. we got the March to WrestleMania somewhere in here. I don't know if we're going to really cover that for sure. We might. We might not. Kind of depends. Don't get excited. <laughs> uh, so pay attention to Smark Out Moment and Smack Talk for more info over the next couple of weeks to see what happens with those. That's it for episode 222, though. Thank you all for listening, everybody. This has been another Smart Out Moment, and we're being counted out. Drew, do you have a uh, version of Shane McMahon's theme? Nah, I couldn't come up with anything. You had one job, Drew. I said I'd try. I didn't say I'd have it. I said I'll let you know if I have it. I'm pretty sure he said I guarantee I'll have it. Uh, I think he said he's going to have it. Oh, uh, when you say anything like that, well, it makes you responsible. Yeah, I don't fuck? know what the fuck that was. That's racist. Did you just get into a car accident? <laughs> <laughs> Is it snowing heavily over there, Drew? No, it's just raining. Did you okay. say heavenly or heavily? Heavily, as oh. in a heavy manner. No, 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 no. If it's snowing heavenly, then I think we're all fucking doomed. It's still raining a little bit here, but the snow has not quite reached us. So who's going to win? I don't think it's supposed to snow where I live. Oh, you fucking fucked hard! (laughs) (laughs) Pass me the ball two seconds late, like you fucking idiot. Please say you're recording this. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs)